Hello, welcome to the podcast, How to Scale a Business. I am Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm very excited to welcome Angie and Dee Cowger with Custard Stand Chili. Uh, they are the founders, and they make delicious hot dog chili and chili soup using a century-old recipe created by Angie's grandfather. They are based out of Webster Springs, West Virginia, and they were also featured on Shark Tank. And you can find their delicious products at Kroger, Sam's Club, Walmart, and many other stores across 20 states. Angie and Dee, I'm very, very happy to have you guys on here to chat about your business and learn how you got to where you are today. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, can you share with us a little bit about yourselves and how Custard Stand Chili got started? I was a school teacher. And my husband, D was a truck driver, and we were just looking for another income stream for our family. And so we opened a restaurant, a little takeout dairy bar called the Custard Stand in our hometown. There hadn't been a business like this here for about four or five years, but there had been a very successful business that had been here from like 1960 to late 1980. We opened up the Custard Stand in 91, and we ran that business um, until 2003. And in 2003, we'd had so many customers asking about our hot dog chili and how could they get it and, you know, could they buy it direct from the restaurant and that sort of thing. And we didn't do that. Um, so we decided we could um, try and figure out how to make and market hot dog chili and have another third business. So. Yeah. yeah, we had a we also had a three bay car wash here that was connected to our restaurant. And I told my wife, I said, uh, I'll remodel the. The first car wash bay, we'll we'll turn that into a USDA manufacturing facility. You do the marketing and, uh, you know, I'll manufacture the product and we'll see where it goes. And, uh, you know, it kind of took off really well for us. <laughs> That's fantastic. So when you guys were starting, you, you, you already had demand. You already had people who wanted your product in their, you're saying restaurants? Yes. So um, what was it like? getting into the restaurant business and then transitioning into retail, like um, grocery stores? Because did, I mean, imagine you had to manufacture a lot more. Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah. And when we started, we didn't, the only restaurant experience we had, you know, I was a waitress for a little while and we didn't own, we'd not had restaurant experience before. My grandparents owned a little tavern. And so I, you know, seen that from the other side and, and, you know, we'd worked a little bit with that, but, um, you know, we just learned, we learned what to do to, to run the restaurant. So when we did, got ready to start doing the hot dog chili at retail market, we learned what to do to manufacture and make hot dog chili. We worked with the West Virginia Department of Agriculture. Um, we worked with the USDA inspectors that they sent up. We had a um, circuit division boss head, I don't know what yeah. you would call him. And, yeah. and he came and talked to us and, you know, told us a lot of different things and, and had suggestions for us. And, um, we just, you know, we, we, we started doing it and kept doing it. Yeah, Just baby steps, you know, we just baby steps and trial and error, really. I mean, uh, you know, we didn't like jump straight into the big retail box stores and stuff. We, uh, yeah. you know, we, we actually loaded the, the chili into our vehicle and just went into the little grocery stores and met with the uh, meat department guys and had them trying our product. And, you know, yeah. then we sell a case or two here to, uh, to, uh, you local know, grocery local store. grocery store and uh, just just build it from there. 
Yeah, you know, so this kind of speaks to the power and importance of building connections and networking and, you know, um, just how important that is. Would you say that that was pivotal to your growth? Oh, most definitely. The Department of Agriculture marketing specialist that we worked with was who helped us um, get a meeting with Kroger and get our product into the Kroger retailer um, in West Virginia. So we started out with just the stores here and then expanded across the whole Mid-Atlantic division. But that um, connection with that Department of Agriculture person, you know, is what started our journey with Kroger. And then um, at the same time, there was a lady who started at Kroger, um, just like as an administrative assistant in the meat department. And she is now the vice president of Kroger. So she started out kind of the same time that we did. And she was, um, you know, very helpful when we began to look for expansion and, and, you know, wanted to add more Kroger stores. She was very helpful in that respect as far as, you know, that connection saying, hey, I know these people are good people. I know they do what they say and they honor, you know, the agreements that they make and let's give them an opportunity to expand their product. That's fantastic. Um, so what kind of changes are you seeing in the food industry since you started working in it? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> we, you know, from, from the restaurant side, it, it's harder and harder to get staff. Um, it's harder mm, to yeah. train staff. It takes longer to train staff. And there are a lot of supply chain issues. Um, we're always out of something. And that's one of my pet peeves, you know, at the restaurant is being out of stock on something. And we're always out of stock on something anymore. Um, then with the manufacturing and the, and the retail, we're seeing a whole different group of foods coming out. You know, there are a lot more meals ready to eat and mm. heat and serve and grab and go type options than we've seen in the past. Mm. Which, you know, that's good. That's good for us. I mean, our, yeah. our sales are doing really well. Yeah. With, uh, you know, with us having a fully cooked, uh, ready to eat product, you know, it, it, it works well in that aspect. Absolutely. I, I could totally see that. And I think you're totally right. I mean, I'm not in the same space, but you definitely do see a lot more um, products coming out that are like, oh, here's a quick, quick meal because everybody's go, go, go. Yeah. Um, can you speak about, um, and I think you were a little bit already, but can you speak about any challenges or obstacles you've faced in your business as you've scaled it and how you've been able to overcome them? Um, one of the, the first things was manufacturing. You know, we were cooking four large pots on top of a four burner stove and we started working with um, steam jacketed kettles. And I think our first one was what the 60 gallon, 60 gallon kettle that we were cooking in. And, yeah. you know, we cook a batch and we had this little thing we called a sausage truck. that was just like a big, you know, big bowl on wheels. And we would take it from the kettle to the sausage truck and then pack it. And so then, you know, the next thing for us was to get larger cookers, to get more equipment. Um, we ended up with a filling line that actually did all of the. Yeah. Automated filling line that actually filled the containers. We, you know, we were doing everything by hand and uh, my mm -hmm. mom actually put the lids on the tubs and, and it got to where she's like, son, my wrists, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting carpal tunnel. I can't keep, putting all these lids on these tubs and that, you know, and that's a, you know, you get into expense of another uh, piece of equipment. So we got automated mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, we just really started small and, you know, go from making, you know, 
five or 600 pounds a day to a thousand. Then we were up to 2000 and, you know, in, in, uh, you know, we was making as much as uh, two ton a day, you know, 2020 when yeah, we, 4, pounds a day. we could do between four and 5,000 pounds a day ourselves. Now our co-packer can do uh, 12,000 pounds a day for us. Um, and, and more if needed, but, you know, 12,000 pounds a day is what they're doing right now. So they could cook in one day what it took us, you know, three or four days to cook. They can cook and pack. Yeah. So. And, wow, and so that, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I wanted to hear what you're going to say. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. <laughs> well, and what that's allowed us to do is get out and do the marketing. You know, uh, now mm -hmm. that, that all of our manufacturing and stuff's not in-house, we still, we're still West Virginia company. We still ship and, uh, you know, and store our product here. But as far as uh, uh, that took some of the liability off of us and, and now Angie and I can really get out and try to pick up new customers. Yeah, um, you know, on that note, I would love to hear a little bit about what your vision is and and since we're talking about, um, you know, getting new customers and whatnot, like where do you see uh, Custard Stand Chili going um, and your vision for the future? We have a goal for yeah. um, this year to um, gross about $4 million. Um, we, we consistently grossed about 2 to 2.2 for about four or five years. Last year, we were 2.7. So with the new Kroger stores, we went from 110 to like almost 700 Kroger stores. We picked up 250 Harris Teeter stores. We picked up about 10 or 11 Meyer stores. And so, you know, we had a goal to gross about 4 million this year in sales. And we'd like to pick up at least three new retailers. And then we'd like to expand our food service footprint um, with another three food service distributors. And then finally, we'd like to increase our sales in the areas that we're currently in. You know, if we have Kroger in, um, you know, Tennessee, but we don't have Walmart, then we'd like to, you know, see about adding Walmart to Tennessee. If we have um, Food City and Kentucky, you know, we'd like to see about maybe adding Publix or Kroger or someone else there. So our goal is kind of to um, be able to expand the areas that we're in, um, expand the retailers that we have um, and, and add new and then expand our food service and add new. Fantastic. I love you guys have a very clear, clear vision, and uh, I, I absolutely love hearing it. Um, so I have, you know, friends that I'm thinking of who um, they own a restaurant, and you know, I think they've also got comments like, "Oh, this product that you have is so delicious." Um, what, you know, what advice would you give to a restaurant that's in a similar situation as you were in, where you had demand, you know, locally for your product and, um, you know, how would you advise someone to get into manufacturing and producing and distributing um, a, a packaged food product? Um, depending on what the item is, ours was a little more difficult because it was a meat product. So there were a few more hoops to jump through, but depending on what the product is, you know, definitely reach out to your department of agriculture. Most of them has a, have a business development or a marketing outreach program and get those people on board with you. And then we also worked with our local economic development authority 
And, you know, his thing for us was like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm more into timbering and mining and coal and things like that. But he said, I can connect you with some people at some other offices. And he did. And we still work with those people at, you know, Workforce West Virginia and um, the Business Development Center and the SBDC, SBA, those types of organizations. But reach out to some of those organizations. If they're women owned, um, which is what we are, we're a women owned business, mm -hmm. um, I Talked the out of a percent, so we're fifty-one forty-nine now, and um, we use the Women Owned Business um, Center as a resource as well. Yeah, but you know, you've got you've got to take risks. Yeah, you've got to be willing to work hard and work all the time. You know, you can pick and choose. Like you know, we don't miss any events of our kids when our kids were in school. Um, now it's our grandkids, but you know, we try not to miss a whole lot of events because we can work around those because we do run and own our own business. But that also means that. You know, when it's a holiday weekend and the truck didn't show up on Friday like it was supposed to and it shows up on Saturday morning, but you're the one getting out of bed and going up and loading that truck and getting the product out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and then, you know, you've got a good product. So just, you know, believe in your product. And uh, we started out with uh, this pretty much the same packaging in the beginning as we have now. I mean, we started out with a with a superior container. You know what I mean? So even though we're in a one red light town here with... Uh, you know, not very many people. About 800 people. Yeah, about 800, yeah. population. About 800 uh, population. You know, our container looked, you know, professional. I mean, we really, you know, we've, you know, we knew our, what our product was, but we wanted our container, our packaging to look bigger than, than we are, you know. Awesome. So that kind of, yep. I love that. Um, well, as we come to the end, um, can you share with us how people can stay connected and anything else you'd like for people to know about Custard Stand Chili? Um, how people can stay connected with us or how people can stay connected business-wise? Um, business-wise, whatever feels, um, you know, I would say okay. business-wise, yeah. One of the biggest things is networking. Dee didn't really see the value of networking when we first started out. And I would be going to meeting after meeting, you know, group after group. And he'd be like, why are you doing all this stuff? Why are you going to all these places? And I'm like, I talk to people about our hot dog chili at every one of these events at every one of these meetings and every one of these groups. And in some of them, I learned something that, you know, we can use at some point in time. So we're both big proponents of networking and talking to people and, you know, just, you know, introduce yourself, talk about your product. We can talk about our product all day long oh, in our yeah. company, in our business. So don't be afraid to do something like that. But you know, if you want to stay connected with us and Custard Stand, we have our socials. We have, you know, Facebook, um, Custard Stand Chili. We have Instagram. We have, uh, I think we have a Twitter still. Um, and then we have a website, CustardStand.com. And we're very active on our TikTok. Our daughter is, is running our TikTok page. So we're very active on all of those social platforms. And we get a lot of people ask us, you know, hey, can you give us some advice? Can you talk to us about this? Can you help us out with that? Can you connect us with someone that knows? And so I don't want people to have to make the same mistakes or learn their lessons the hard way like we did. So, you know, we share information with people and talk about how they can grow and how they can develop and that sort of thing. We mentor, you know, several different people um, and, and companies as we work and grow ours. Right. Yeah. And for the people that's uh, looking for our products, they can uh, go on our website. There's a store locator on there, you know, so, it, you know, if you're somewhere out and you're, you're interested in a hot, good hot dog or a good chili, just look on the website and, and you can see where, where we're at. Mr.Chain.com yep. and the store locator. And then we also ship online. So if there's not a yeah. store in your area, We'll ship it to your door. 
Fantastic. Angie, Dee, thank you so much for your time. And for anyone listening, definitely check out their website and order some uh, delicious uh, chili. I'm looking forward to trying it myself. Um, I really appreciate your time and sharing your insights. And um, I know that there's probably some people who are interested in this type of work and to see that there's people who have done it and people willing to answer questions is always just a really, you know, just a nice feeling and, and, and just nice to know that there's people like you out there. So <laughs> thank you both so much. And, um, and yes, yeah, so this is Angie and Dee Cowger with Custard Stand Chili. I'm Bridget Devin, and this was How to Scale a Business. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.